WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Always live on the free Odyssey app. From the Sherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Live and local from Philadelphia. Free speech lives here. Here. It's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And away we go, live on this Monday, November 27th. It is indeed Kale and Company right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We are always live on the free Odyssey app and, of course, streaming live for your video viewing pleasure on YouTube. As we head until 10 o'clock this morning, 855-839-1210, the phone number, Twitter and Instagram, the radio station at 1210WPHT. I am at Nick Kale, K-A-Y-A-L, Dawn Stenzlin with the news, Greg Stocker, the chairman of the board, Anthony Dorenzo, Phil Omquist, our associate producers, starting another work week with you. Hopefully all of you had a great Thanksgiving, a great Black Friday, a great holiday weekend. Dawn, how was your time off? Good morning. It was great. How about for you guys? It was beautiful. Well, Thanksgiving in Nashville never did anything wrong. Very good day. Very good week. Although, I will say this. I have a horror story for you from last Monday night. Uh Uh-oh. The night the Eagles and the Chiefs played. And it's a hotel story, uh, story for myself and Kristen. That went terribly, terribly wrong. Uh-oh. We'll share it later in the show today. <laughs> yes. Gregory. Welcome back, buddy. How are you, man? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. New camera angle on you this morning? Uh, over on YouTube. I don't know. I hope I, I like this one. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's by design. I just noticed that they had the camera directly in my path, so I yeah. could not see your head yeah. or Dawn's head. So I just moved it. But Just remember, uh, it's, it's right now, actually. Uh, head on over to uh, 1210WPHT.com, 1210WPHT.com, the merch store for Cyber Monday today, 20% off all hoodies. Is that right? Yeah, 20% nice. off all hoodies today, uh, today only. Go over to 1210WPHT.com. You can't miss the giant banner that says merch store. Mm-hmm. Pick them up. They make great holiday gifts. Cyber Monday deals, 1210WPHT.com. Do it now. So today's like a big online shopping day is what we gather, right? Is that what they Cyber say? Cyber Monday, Cyber, yeah. Cyber, Cyber Monday, yes. yeah. Yeah, as if that's different than any other day in this country where we don't have Amazon boxes showing up on doorsteps around the country as wives. Yes, Don, I'm going to get sexist right away. Yeah, yeah, it's that's wrong of you. As wives are just purchasing things yeah, left and right, it's, it's, burning up their husband's cash. Don, you'd smack him because I'm the one who purchases everything yeah. in my house. <laughs> Agreed. In my house, the same. My husband's the one. Oh yeah, who's more on Amazon than I am. And ever. you slap him upside his head. No, no, drinks that. <laughs> Uh, a few glasses of Merlot and sits start on the shopping. <laughs> start shopping online. And then he sits on the remote control and changes the channel for the Eagles oh game. Oh my gosh. Not that I saw your tweet or anything last night. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to all of that as we continue this morning. A succession plan possibly in the works for the Democrats. That'll be the big take this morning. Also, Kamala Harris says, you know what? Let's take a picture, Dougie, and we'll put our gas stove in the background. <laughs> On Thanksgiving. That was good. Uh, Also, we've got protesters from the Thanksgiving parade for Macy's, although the ratings were incredibly good. Ah, were they? Were they they now? They were. So I'll uh, I'll eat some crow. I'll take one on the chin this morning. That's fine. Yeah. Also, a couple of victories for right-wing politicians. Is it a sign of good things to come for Donald Trump? We'll get to that as we move along this morning. The cut sheet will be loaded the Eagles were a roller coaster and a half yesterday. <laughs> Man, what a game. And I also have a story written by a now bankrupt outlet by the name of Vice, if you've ever been to vice.com. 100 ways that white people can make life easier for people of color. We will go through that and try to make life more easy for those that are not living in white privilege. And also, one of my old buddies who used to work with Tony Bruno. Back in the sports days, Harry Mays will join us this awesome. morning. Oh, wow. At 9.30. Wow, look at you. One Woo-hoo. half of the Bruno and Mays show. Yeah. From, uh, I don't know, about a decade ago. So we'll talk some sports and some uh, sports and political issues with Harry 
coming up at 9.30 this morning. But let's get to the news. Round number one, there's a lot of it. 6.05, the great Don Stensland. And good morning and welcome back to work, everybody. Monday, November 27th, we'll talk about a local angle in a moment to this Cyber Monday morning. But we do have the latest here as we're learning new information about a student from Haverford College who was among three students of Palestinian descent who were shot near the University of Vermont over the weekend. And so we're learning more about this college student as well. His name is Kinen Abdalamid, and he's recovering in the hospital. But uh, Haverford College yesterday confirmed, posting a message confirming that, in fact, a junior at their school was among those shot. So this is reported to be, according to the local authorities there in uh, in Vermont, they are saying, in fact, that they have arrested a suspect yesterday in connection to these shootings of these three college students and uh, so they're identifying this suspect as a 48-year-old man. So we're learning more about that this morning, but certainly concerning as uh, they are, the police there are saying they believe this is quote-unquote hate crime related over the weekend. Uh, we also have in other news, of course, we saw 24 hostages released, something to behold certainly as 24 hostages were released from Gaza and 39 Palestinian prisoners were swapped. We've been watching this for days now and wondering if the Israeli government will, in fact, extend this because they have said in Israel that they want to continue wiping out the Hamas regime So from their reign over there. But among them, a four-year-old little American Israeli girl known as Abigail, her parents murdered by those terrorists. Oh. And it was just an incredible sight to see as, you know, the family, she'll be raised by family members now. Four years old. Both parents slaughtered, and then she becomes a hostage. Yes. And at four years old, you probably have little to no idea what is actually occurring. It's, imagine, it's, it's amazing, the resilience, because, you know, I think that's like six months older than my son right now. Right. Just to think of, you know, him in a situation like that, like the resilience of that little girl must have been yeah. just in, it, insane. Like our four-year-old kids in America can't have... Five minutes go by without having an iPad in front of them. And this <laughs> poor girl is a hostage with Hamas. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Puts, puts life in perspective. Yeah, it really sure. does. Absolutely. So uh, we do have Amazon. As we talked about Cyber Monday, it's here. Retailers from small businesses to big box stores to the online giants, of course, like Amazon, have been dropping prices to entice customers. So what's different about Cyber Monday to Nick's point earlier is that there are all these bargains, they say, from toys, electronics, clothes, skincare, everything and more you could ever want. I will say that in New Jersey, as uh, there, Amazon and Pennsylvania, Amazon has ramped up for the holidays. They've hired more than 18,000 people. So they are, are hiring for all of these jobs. And I'll take you to Robbinsville Township. That facility is the first Amazon robotics site to open in New Jersey. Oh wow! So we're we're putting all the people to the uh, to the side for the bots to, <laughs> to stack the boxes in the warehouses. Yeah, for now you need the you know the people. I guess the people working among the robots or with the robots. Mm-hmm. But they've been ramping up here, so a lot of lot of jobs, full time jobs, part time jobs, and the eighteen thousand number. That's New Jersey and Pennsylvania. How many they've hired? And these robots. There's some seven hundred and fifty thousand robots across the country in Amazon. I thought that was a, a pretty cool thing. But then when you know you think about job security moving forward, mm-hmm. like to your point. So yes, indeed. 35% off of all Amazon Select uh, devices like Echo Studio and those Peloton products, the bicycles and whatnot. Right. Fisher-Price toys, a lot of new remote control toys mm-hmm. out there. And also uh, Instant Pot Kitchen appliances okay you know with all the carjackings and all the crime and all the lawlessness why go out on black friday for the deals in public when you can just wait until monday and do it from your house in your underwear in your safety you know like, why did you have to add the underwear thing no well, you know convenient you know but i <laughs> i think a lot of the black friday deal or 
I think a lot of the Black Friday um, uh, shopping happened online. I don't think a lot of people went out to them. That's so. That's the thing of the past now. Like going out Thanksgiving at midnight. Like I don't know, if waiting in line for a TV. I don't know if it's a thing of the past, but I th- I saw a story you may have it in front of you where yep. where there's there, you know, we broke records again, and I think mm-hmm. a lot of it was online. Oh, so the Biden administration will tout, say the economy's doing good. We're buying goods. Okay. Well, we have our. I know it's. I, I saved the best for last. Eagles oh. had us on the edge of our seats in overtime yesterday, last night. So the Eagles rallied, yes, yes, and we uh, beat the Bills 37 34. It was, it was an incredible, it was an incredible, one of the most incredible games ever in my life, I swear. Game of the year for sure. Oh as far, my gosh. As far as your like resting heart rate versus your heart rate where it should be. Oh my God. Like, Jake Elliott, and right when Meryl Reese, because I can't stand, thank you, because you put out that Tony Romo. Oh, God. I could not take him. He was just all, oh, Oh, you would have thought he was like a Bills broadcaster yesterday. I mean, I like Jim Nance, but, but, oh, my God. So, right is like, so Jake Elliott, when, when he could tie the game. And right, right as Meryl Reese is like, and I think Meryl, Meryl said like, hold your breath or something. And right then, the TV goes off. Oh boy! And Larry like sat somehow on the remote, and so the whole the television. This is like my personal highlight. Oh, but, oh my god! Uh-huh. But can you like can, we're like ah? And this is the this is the fifty nine yard field. This goal is from- right before the fifty nine. And we're like what? Ah! And so he gets it back on, and right then you see like we didn't miss it, mm-hmm. but it was like boom. And then 59 yards, and then they do that replay. Yep. Oh, my gosh. That's bad situational awareness by Larry <laughs> You always got to know where the remote control is at all times in, in, in the clutch moments. Did he, like, drop it? Maybe he dropped it, and then it <laughs> fell. Oh, t- You need to commandeer the remote control. <laughs> but that was, that was unbelievable. Hurts, Jalen Hurts. I mean, we're just since, bringing it. Since. Just bringing it. Three touchdowns, ran for two more. Outdueled Buffalo's Josh Allen, Tony Romo. I was like, what that Josh Allen? And I was so sick of him. I know you have highlights in front of you, but I uh, don't actually. Oh, I don't actually. I was making my own highlights. Oh, look at you. All right, I'm. I'm gonna. Nobody brought in. Brought you highlights. Nope. All right, yeah. let me run them into you. Hang on. Or, or you could do them. <laughs> we should have Greg Stocker do them. Yeah, Greg, Greg is literally, here's the play-by-play. Greg has left booth A. He is going into booth B. Here's Merle Reese and the Mike boss. Quick. Dawn has sir. been handed the script. <laughs> Stalker goes back to the mid-studio. After Almquist and Terenzo drop the ball yet again, it still must be a holiday for the associate producers. What, are we sleeping in this yeah. morning? Like, like, what's happening? Of course. You didn't think we would come back fully ready to go, did you? No. But it was worth it for Nick Kales. Like, that was awesome. The local... <laughs> insider all right so let's get to it as we talk about first of all the eagles we took the early lead that was a good thing with the go-ahead brotherly shove hurts breaks the plane cutting hurts lines them up (laughs) game will behind them they sneak they push and they score touchdown i believe it cannot be stopped it is it simply cannot be stopped. That's the first touchdown. Yeah. Jalen Hurts. Yes. And by the way, Jalen Hurts now has won 14 straight games against teams with a winning record. That is the most since 1950 in the NFL. Wow, really? Yes. Wow. We love you. So then, uh, so, so Jalen Carter, the other Jalen, then makes a highlight of his own, deflecting the early <laughs> FG attempt from Buffalo in the second quarter. A 34-yard attempt. A chip shot. Spotted, kicked up. It's deflected. It's no good. Great defensive stop. This is not just good. This is a great defensive stop. This team can just come at you from every. Like, like they have so many different mm-hmm. weapons. It's just. Did Did you see Jalen Carter late in the game run Josh Allen down on the sideline? Yeah, and then got hurt, and he mm-hmm. was like completely out of gas. Yep, my guy was running after Josh Allen like the ice cream truck was taken <laughs> off down the street, and he didn't get his snow cone. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got. Well, wasn't it? Who was it? Was it? Who was it that ran? Right with Josh Allen, 
Was it? That was, um, uh, that was, was Brandon Graham? Who was, was it? I think you're talking um, about, I think that was Jalen Carter, where he was literally stride for stride with him as a big guy, and you're like, how's that possible? That, uh, so, uh-huh. so then we're like, oh, he's hurt. Yeah, that was and him. And then David's like, he's got cramps. Yeah, he was he's just, just out of gas. He's cramping out. Right. But he's like 300 and how many pounds yep. keeping up. They're all, because Tony Romo was like, oh, Josh Allen, he's oh. so big and he's so fabulous. It's like, really? He couldn't slurp Josh Allen anymore yesterday <laughs> on that broadcast. <laughs> my goodness. Oh, my Lord. He triggered me. He did. Oh, for God's sake. Smith was on fire as well, so he connected with Hertz in the fourth. bias everywhere, the two of you. (laughs) I know. It's unbelievable. We admit to this bias. Yes. Uh, Connects with Hertz in the fourth to inch closer to tying the game and forcing us into OT. Back goes Hertz. He pumps. He fires. Touchdown! Smith! What a well-thrown football this is. Also, can I just say something here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like to the boys in the back, like we don't have the Jake Elliott field goal. I have it in front of us, but Dawn doesn't have it. Like, what are we doing? Like, oh, here we go. Are we sleepwalking through here, Monday here morning? Go, here we go. Are we sleepwalking? We six are we sleepwalking through Monday morning? Here is the here is the fourth quarter. Jake Elliott, sixty-one yard field and, and, goal. And just imagine right here, oh just God. as he says, like he, he goes and hold your breath, and that's when Larry's like. <laughs> And the TV goes out. It's good thing we're not WIP this morning. The same speed, whether it's an extra point or a 60-yarder. Let's see what he does here. Hold your breath. Ball is spotted. The kick is away. And the kick is... It's gone time! He is amazing! You are a god among men. They just do not want to go away. Jake... Elliot. By the way, nobody else could have made that feel. I know that kid's Se- got seriously. some stones, doesn't he? Yeah, he just never misses in the clutch, yep. <laughs> and he's never missed in the playoffs. Yeah. Okay. Speaking about your thing, when you say he's got stones, mm-hmm. everybody was showing like bowl, like a bowl, like you know, like a big and show. And I was like, why are they showing a bowl? And then I re- I got it. Oh, it took me a second. Like the- <laughs> you picked up on it. I know. I was like, oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to our last highlight. This is Hertz. Closes the game with a QB draw in the end zone to close out the Bills because it's sudden death, much like hockey, right? Because we're in overtime. Yep. Hurts on a quarterback draw. He's at the five. He's in. Touchdown. The Eagles win. Hurts does it again. Oh, my God. Hurts does it again. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Do you believe in miracles? He's amazing. Yo, there's a party at Lincoln Financial Field. And the Eagles are 10-1. and one. What a win. You're what a win. Yeah, it was a great win. Did you see and hear, right, for the uh, the coin toss at the beginning of overtime, mm-hmm. Buffalo called whatever, and they got the, they they won the toss, but they only kicked a field goal. And Brandon Graham says, it don't matter that you got the ball. <laughs> You're going to get a field goal, and we're going to score a touchdown and beat you. It don't matter. Yeah, once the game went into overtime, I was like, well, this game's over. Yeah. Honestly. I did, too. I, you know, I was just like, they... They, uh, they should have lost the game five different ways. Exactly. But they they just come back and beat you and it's just if you give that team an inch if you make mistakes they will pounce all over yeah they are very mistakes and yeah Yeah. a lot like this show we always bounce back from mistakes (laughs) that's right and so lane johnson because i was worried right because he was he's injured yep fletcher cox yep right you you saw the injury list and to your point just losing is not an option Mm -hmm. yeah I I just I love this team and just so symbolic yep. for the city of Philadelphia. 49ers next week. Watch out. Stalker San Francisco squad comes to town. <laughs> it's not true. Mark Fusetti will be tweeting all week. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's so much going on today, but thank you. Thank God for Philadelphia Eagles. And can I just say this? Mm-hmm. That one ref, I don't know what his problem was with Jason Kelsey. Oh, I know. With the flinching? With the really, yeah, you know that game that you played as a kid, like statue, yeah, and you have to freeze. Uh-huh. Well, let me, all right, let come me just, on. Let me just say this: had the two homers here. Um, uh, there were a lot of bad calls in that game. Some, some the in the Eagles' favor. There was a few horse collars there that they did oh, not I call know. on Josh Allen. Yeah. So, I mean, let's you know, let's be fair. You know, Mike, I got to tell you, if Jason Kelsey's beard blows in the breeze, <laughs> they might flag him five yards. <laughs> It's, it's seriously, but I, you could tell he was so upset twice. They just had it out. That one ref yeah. had it out yeah. for, for us. Fix was in. We got to get rid of him. Yeah, I agree. Boom. I think he works for Dominion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right. Uh, let's let's go to the. I'll just do a forecast for today. Fifty-one degrees today, and we had the rain yesterday. We dry out today. It sees this is seasonable for the end of November, but um, moving forward this morning, we'll tell you when a cold snap is moving in. So a little breezy this afternoon, but fifty-one. Enjoy today because blustery blustery weather is a common. This is Kalen Company News Live. All right, Dawn, thank you very much. 620 on this Monday morning as we kick off another week with another Big Take. The Big Take on Kalen Company. All right, Big Take this morning. Poll reversal and succession. You know, many will try to argue that the Republican Party is in trouble for the 2024 general election. Donald Trump is crushing every single GOP primary contender and has been doing so for quite some time. The problem in some people's eyes is that while Trump is the most popular choice in a landslide, he might not be electable. Many thought DeSantis was the logical next man up that could beat Joe Biden, but that he couldn't beat Donald Trump. We've now come to realize that DeSantis just isn't quite ready for prime time, and polls are showing that Nikki Haley is leading Joe Biden in a potential matchup by about 10 points. Is she the GOP savior? Probably not. Has she peaked a little bit early? Perhaps. She can't beat Trump, and she's been in a tussle with Vivek Ramaswamy for months. But the Democrats might have just as much trouble on their side of the aisle when it comes to 2024, and it is coming at them in a multitude of ways. Could the polls be all wrong? Do they have a succession plan in place that can actually win? Let me explain. Prior to Thanksgiving, Joe Biden basically said the quiet part out loud. If you don't recall, listen and watch this. I want to talk about Governor Newsom. I want to thank him. He's been one hell of a governor, man. Matter of fact, he could do anything you want. He could have the job I'm looking for. Okay, so the Democratic Party, which has been all in on identity politics for the better part of four years, is just going to go from an old, straight, white, cis male who is senile and eroding before our very eyes to a younger, straight, white, cis male who is probably one of the worst governors in the United States of America? Yeah, I'm not sure that I am buying that. I still believe, gun to my head, that Joe Biden will be the nominee, because as we've seen before, Democrats will drag a barely breathing carcass to the finish line if it means retaining control. They know that they cannot just hand it over to Gavin Newsom. Why? Well, Kamala Harris is the vice president. She's the face of identity politics an African-American female who shattered the glass ceiling. Skipping over her for a white man would signal that identity politics and diversity, equity, and inclusion is a failed experiment. And I have said for a while that I think it's a possibility that Michelle Obama ends up running, and I think she could end up winning if she ends up running one day. But essentially, what you have right now is Joe, should he stay or should he go, and then Gavin Newsom. Sandwiched between Kamala Harris, presumably next in line, and the long shot, lurking in the weeds, Michelle Obama. It's not far-fetched. The Obamas are still around Washington. Many say this is the third Obama term. We could end up with a fourth and a fifth Obama term. The Democrats don't have a deep bench or a great succession plan, do they? Last Friday, Bill Maher made the claim that Joe Biden is going to lose the election in 2024. Take a listen to this exchange that he has with a former DNC chairwoman, Donna Brazile, on Biden and his age. Listen and watch. Prominent Democrats like David Axelrod calling for Biden to, quote, get out or get going. Did he say that? Get out or get going? Uh, I believe in the tweet or two and some stuff. Look, mm, people who think that Joe Biden is, is, is perhaps too old, they are right. Perhaps. <laughs> don't, don't spill the water something might come out of it um, <laughs> you know everyone ages differently i agree i've said i and you know so so betty white lived to be 99 no. mick jagger is still twisting his ass right. <laughs> i've been the one making that case year after year here against ageism i always said it's a case-by-case -case basis it's but, a case but for case. that argument to have teeth it all you also have to be the person who can go yeah but this is the case 
And it, I, I've said it before. Do I think Joe Biden can do the job? Absolutely. Yes. I don't think he can win the job. And that's what I care about. He's going to lose because the people think he's too old and perception is reality. I disagree with Bill Maher vehemently at the end of that clip. He says that Joe can do the job. No, Bill, he can't. Joe can't do the job. Joe can't do any job at this point in his life, but he can win the job. He can't win the job, Bill says. No, Bill, he can. He can win this job. That's the scary part in all of this. Joe can't do the job, yet he's still capable of winning the job. I mean, have we forgotten that Democrats elected John Fetterman after a stroke? Have we forgotten that Dianne Feinstein was still around at 90 years old? Competency, putting together a sentence, being able to walk, being able to talk. They're not even prerequisites anymore for the left. All you need to do is have a pulse. But I mentioned earlier the phrase poll reversal. What if the polls don't accurately reflect what will happen in the 2024 presidential election? We've seen Donald Trump leading Joe Biden in plenty of polls. We've seen him leading in six out of seven battleground states. We've even seen an electoral college poll showing him winning 292 to 246. But what if they are wrong? No, not wrong in the typical way when it comes to the GOP and polling. But what if Trump's lead is actually larger than the polls show us? What if the Democrats are truly not scared of what the polls show They think they can win easily. They can keep Joe in the basement again for 2024 and just stick to the same script that secured them a victory in 2020. But what if it blows up in their face? Democrats will have had the chance to go elsewhere in the succession plan, but they stuck with Joe. They passed over Gavin. They didn't go to Kamala. They didn't throw us the curveball in the summer of 2024 with Michelle Obama. And it became an epic fail by the left. Keep in mind a few things. If the Democrats dump Joe for Gavin, Kamala can pull the same stunt she did in 2019. Remember, Kamala Harris claimed Joe Biden was a racist. So that makes Gavin Newsom a racist, right? And also a sexist. We could have California on California crime between Newsom and Harris. But this summer is the DNC convention. And it's something to keep an eye on When we talk about deadlines, the last minute move, that's where and when the switcheroo could happen. But to who? Kamala, Gavin, Michelle Obama, the Dems have an ace up their sleeve. Or they could be staring at a losing hand regardless. But just know this, the left has just as much of a messy bed in front of them as the right does when it comes to 2024. And that's the big take. Big Take on Kale and Company. All right, Big Take this morning. If you want to jump in, 855-839-1210 is the phone number. Twitter and Instagram at 1210WPHT. And, of course, you can be a part of the Kale and Company comment community. Just go to YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHT. Hit the like and subscribe buttons today. We will come back, get some thoughts and reaction to that. And also, speaking of Kamala and Gavin... The upcoming looming civil war within the Democratic Party. We will get to that story as we move along. Six o'clock hour off and running live here on a Monday. Nick Dawn and Greg here on Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. This is the Kale and Company podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and on the free Odyssey app. Cyber Monday here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Nick Hale, Dawn Stenslin, Greg Stocker. As we head until 10 o'clock this morning, a very good cut sheet coming up at 7.45. Uh, Also, don't forget this morning uh, and all day long, I believe, right? Talk Radio 1210 WPHT Cyber Monday, the merch store, where you can get all of the apparel and the accessories that we have had for, I think now, about uh, almost three months since the first week of September. And uh, we're, uh, you know, of course, involved with Cyber Monday, so you can get all the Kale & Company merch at a 20% discount, which would include T-shirts, hooded sweatshirts. It's just uh, the hoodies. Oh, it's just the hoodies. Yes. Okay. So 20, just the hoodies. 20% off on the hoodies. Okay. So Kristen was like, so you're going to grab me one 20% off? I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll take care of that today. Don't worry about it. I'll ship it right to you. 
So that's coming up uh, today, all day on the uh, the website. Yeah. And by the way, I gotta give you. I'll give you the the, the crazy story from my uh, Thanksgiving experience okay. down in Nashville. But uh, very interesting stuff. And I'm glad that you were able to find this story from the messenger on the. Uh, Upcoming Democratic Civil War between Kamala Harris and Gavin Newsom, which we'll get into in a moment, because it ties in perfectly to the big take this morning, uh, which was about succession and poll reversal. And specifically with the succession part of the Democrats, you can really start to see what's going on here. But, you know, this is what happens. And this will be the dilemma for the Democrats, because they're going to sit there and they're going to look at Joe Biden and they're going to sit here and say, "Okay, well, the summer of 2024 will be our last chance to pull a switcheroo the dnc coming up with about three and a half four months to go until the election if we're going to make a change that's the deadline to do it but what do you do if you're the democrats because you've gone all in with this left-wing progressive faction of the democratic party where everything and their mother and brother is about identity politics it's about your gender it's about your race it's about your sexual orientation and what are they going to do Are they really going to kick the can on Kamala Harris? Probably not. She's been an abject disaster. Michelle Obama is a extreme long shot, but lying in the weeds and not even in the weeds anymore. And oh, by the way, let's point this out. We're only about three nights away from the much anticipated debate. Much between, between uh, Ron DeSantis, Mustard. Mr. Mustard himself, and Gavin Newsom on yeah. Fox News with Sean Hannity, yeah. which might draw about 1,300 viewers in total, <laughs> which I'm not really sure why they're doing this, even at this point in time. It really makes no sense to me. But, you know, Gavin Newsom is kind of, right now, if you think about it, he's the cream to the woke cookie. He, he is like the cream of the Oreo because you've got Kamala on top, you've yeah. got Michelle on the bottom, Oof. and here's the, the Gavin Newsom thing. Yeah, how about that for a, a visual at 637? No, I'm good. So, but now here's what the messenger writes from a, uh, a writer named Keith Naughton. Very interesting column. And the headline reads, The Coming Democratic Civil War, Kamala Harris v. Gavin Newsom. And he starts right out of the gate saying the Democratic Party is united for now, which is kind of the opposite of usual, because Dawn usually likes to point out how Democrats will be a mess, and then eventually they come together, they do the opposite of the GOP, they rally behind one individual, and they make their late push, they get it done, and then they get victories in elections. But Keith says the Democratic Party is united for now. Fear and loathing of Donald Trump keeps the various Democratic factions in a precarious peace. Labor versus the environment, the Jewish vote versus the Muslim vote, center left versus hardcore progressivism, which cannot remain at bay forever, he says. The fiercest battle may well be the looming civil war between Vice President Kamala Harris and California Governor Gavin Newsom for the party leadership once President Joe Biden leaves the stage. And he says it won't be pretty. He goes on to talk about how Kamala was, you know, she was supposed to be next in line. She was the border czar. She failed that. And he writes about how she's pretty much inept in everything she has done. And there enter Gavin Newsom to the equation. And this is what's going to be fascinating to watch, I believe, in the coming six to eight months. We are going to see identity politics eat itself alive. Because as I've said, this is all this party cares about. They don't care about your competency. They don't care about your effectiveness as a policymaker. All they care is that you look and fit the part. You need to check a box. Hell, checking one box is not enough. You need to check multiple boxes. But now they're going to be in this situation. And don't forget, remember, Kamala Harris, prior to Joe Biden becoming the nominee, Kamala Harris had presidential aspirations. She wasn't just trying to be the Veep. She wanted to be the president of the United States. And when she was battling with Joe to be the nominee prior to 2020, once it was pretty clear that she was not going to win and had no shot, she said that Joe Biden was a racist. So what is she going to do now when she gets passed over for Gavin Newsom? I mean, the Democrats are going to go from one crusty old white guy to a young, polished, 
guy that looks the part with the quaffed hair, his smooth look. You're like Gavin Newsom, he's like that. He's that very, really cool customer, right? Except for when he's doing crossovers on a basketball court with Chinese children, then he stumbles and falls and runs them over, and it's a charge, and we're going the other way. Uh, so, what are they going to do? Because I think it's fascinating from a from a gender standpoint, from a race standpoint, that Gavin Newsom is just going to step right over Kamala Harris. You heard Joe in the big take. Gavin's basically, he can have my job right now. It's almost as if Joe let the cat out of the bag. And I, I think we always talk about these these woke battles and eventually woke will eventually eat woke. Well, the same thing, in my opinion, happens with identity politics. Because if that's your MO, if that's your mantra, if that's your entire playbook in your system, well, you're not going to kick it to the curb now, are you? I think you have to, though, because your identity playbook's option is Kamala Harris and there's no way if you want to ensure Donald Trump wins re-election trot Kamala Harris out over Joe Biden and watch Trump win in a landslide I kind of think that's where we're at right now yeah so I thought that was a fascinating story I, I I hear what you're saying about this I just can't see any plausible way where a deal is struck or made that and Gavin Newsom leaps over Kamala Harris. I just there's no scenario in where I see that happening. See, I, it's I, fun to talk about, but mm-hmm. I just I don't see it happening. I'm still of the belief that I can't see Gavin jumping over Joe because I I don't know what the Democrats think behind closed doors when they look at the polls. Maybe they see the polls and they're very scared. Maybe they see the polls and they're like, <laughs> these polls. How did that work out in 2022 in the midterms? How did that work out in 2023 in local elections? Yeah. We thought we were going to see a red wave in 22, and we thought Republicans would have more victories about a month ago in some of these local grassroots level elections. It didn't pan out. I still believe, like if you told me right now, Nick Kale, I need you to make a wager. That makes you incredibly uncomfortable. A dollar amount that will pretty much have you on the edge of your seat and determine your financial survival likelihood. I would still wager that Joe is the guy simply because his pulse is still registering. Like, I, that they don't care that he's incompetent. If they believe, and that this is the key part, if the Democrats believe Joe gives them the best chance, regardless of his cognitive decline, regardless of his mental state of being, he will be the nominee. They don't care about anything else other than who gives us the best chance to win. And if they think, well, all we got to do is run it back. Let's use the same playbook we used in 2020. That was the way to beat Donald Trump, anybody but Trump. And if they think they can do it again in 2024, they will. Uh, but it's, it is interesting what's looming here with everybody kind of you know, laying low, Kamala, Gavin, and of course, you got to throw in the third party factors as well that are looming out there as well that could siphon votes. So, we'll be interesting to see how that plays out. 855-839-1210 the number. But let me get to this. Uh and if the boys in the back can put this up on YouTube. Uh-oh. This this will be phenomenal. So, uh on Thanksgiving, I have no idea how I saw this. I don't even know that I follow Kamala Harris on Twitter, so I must have seen it from somebody else. But once again, and we've seen a, 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 a history here where Democrats, I believe we have seen people such as Randy Weingarten. Uh, we've also seen, I think, is whether it's Janet Yellen or somebody else uh, in, in Joe's kind of administration and cabinet, so to speak, have posted out pictures during the holidays with their loved one, uh, you know, doing some cooking and some uh, eating in their kitchen. And it's amazing to me for an administration that is hell-bent on taking away all of your major appliances that are powered through gas uh, in this, uh, you know, mo- this, this, this movement to electrify everything, that they could be so clueless. You know, this is one of those things where I always say, if you're going to post a picture on Twitter, make sure everything in the background is kind of where it needs to be and it adds up because you never want anybody to say hey what's that book on your shelf in the background what is that that you read or you don't want to have any dishes in your sink if you're you, because that's what people get infatuated with not the actual thing you're trying to show in a picture on twitter but the backdrop or just don't put pictures on twitter yes because because as, as we know <laughs> that everything needs to be on twitter yes so maybe greg stocker should have told kamala harris that you and Dougie don't need to be posting pictures in your kitchen while you are still the owners of a gas stove. (laughs) 
Maybe we could see the picture. There it is. Okay. So there's Kamala. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, you see this. If not, get on over to YouTube, youtube.com slash at 1210WPHT. And there's Kamala. She's got the, uh, the old wraparound thing going with the hand on Dougie's cheek. And it looks like, uh, I don't know, is that stuffing right there that they've got in that little... Um, looks like stuffing, yeah. little stuffing in the yeah. dish. Yeah. Uh, you got a couple of other trays that have tin foil. Uh, and in the background, a little kettle, I'm assuming some tea or some water to boil, which looks like to be a, a gas stove with a burner there. This picture is so staged, and you would think that whoever took this picture, because obviously this is a PR person that took it because nobody uh, poses for pictures like that. So this is just a way for uh, them to to uh, get their pictures out there and, and get their mugs out there for social media. So you'd think that whoever the PR person or advanced person that took this photo would have noticed uh, said gas stove in the back and be like, maybe maybe let's move up just five inches, a little bit. So so that is, you can't really make out the gas stove in the background. But. Doug, I'm going to need you to lean a little to your left here. Yeah. Dip that shoulder down, buddy, and cover up that gas stove, which by the way, you know, speaking of photos, because not everything you see on the internet is true, this was from Kamala Harris's verified Twitter page. This was not a parody account or anything like that but if you're going to be an administrator and once again you talk about tone deaf and this administration always being a pr nightmare you can't there's two things we know about this administration one it's all about diversity equity and inclusion and two it is about the green movement and electrical vehicles and electrical appliances and getting rid of everything gas don stenzlin you cannot have your gas burner in the background (laughs) if you're this administration yeah well said but it's it's is it is it any surprise to anybody? No, you know. No, no. She's a bungling disaster, and I and I don't even know if it's a PR person. The stalker said it might have just been his, his their daughter who's raising funds on her uh, on a GoFundMe for uh, Gaza people and, and, and pro Palestinian <laughs> supporters. We've heard about that. She raised over a million dollars. They're uh, I believe it's uh, Doug's daughter, right, from a yes. different different marriage. Yeah, because yeah, from his. First. Yeah, you don't want to procreate with Kamala. That wouldn't work out. No, that's not right. But we can't have more Kamalas walking around the planet. Could you imagine double word salads at a holiday dinner? Well, I don't believe she's ever been married before. She was fairly recently married to him. Yeah. Remember they called her Mamala? Right. Well, she was that too was busy locking up everybody in the Bay Area. <laughs> Very busy. When she was a law yeah. and order prosecutor. Yeah, she was. She was. <laughs> and riding lock, those electric buses. Locking right. up all those black people. That's right. Right. <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah, I that, mean, that, that she was asking for votes for yes, four years ago. Exactly. Very interesting. For uh, for for weed, uh, for weed crimes. Yes. Yes. Uh, while she was smoking in her uh, college dorm room listening to <laughs> Tupac and Biggie. <laughs> All right, so that is that. And then lastly, on the Thanksgiving front, uh, a little bit of crow to eat uh, as the ratings are in for the uh, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, which uh, Kristen and the girls watched about 10 or 15 minutes of. We watched a little bit of it uh, before my high school football Thanksgiving morning rivalry game was played, which I don't know, that probably makes me a loser. I'm streaming high school football on a Thursday morning from Nashville. It absolutely does. <laughs> 9.15 Central in the morning. High school's over, pal. I know. Uh, and, I, that, and that game was over real quick, so I turned it off and went back to the parade and then watched the Lions, which were actually more watchable. But that's a different story for a different station. So the, the parade ratings come in, and we talked about right before we took the Thanksgiving break how Macy's was going to have a pride element to the parade. And I'm thinking... Boy, do these companies not get it? Will they never figure it out? Now, maybe this will hurt Macy's from a financial bottom line sales standpoint, but from a rating standpoint, it didn't seem to matter as the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade drew its biggest TV audience of all time, which I thought was interesting. The annual telecast was seen by 28.5 million viewers on NBC the largest ever recorded in telecast history, and it was the most watched entertainment program of the year on linear TV. Maybe that speaks volumes about the state of linear TV, <laughs> uh, which we could certainly get into. Uh, but Christmas coming early, as the 97th annual parade was seen by almost 30 million viewers, and it earned a hefty 7.2 rating uh, in the 18- to 49-year-old demo. Which wow. I, I'm a little surprised, because I would have thought... You know, short of young children and parents watching it, I would think at this day and age in 2023 that 
Like Thanksgiving Day parades feels like something that the older generation watches. But, but who has? I mean, who has kids? People eighteen to forty nine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's you know that makes that makes tons of sense. So okay. That they uh, that that that's the demo because they watch it to for their kids. Okay. And by the way, when people say they watch it, it's like it's on in the background, right? right? You know right. what I mean? Nobody's actually sitting there looking like, oh, they're right. here comes Snoopy. Right. Here you're comes... making breakfast. You're pouring yeah. coffee. It's, yes. it's background noise, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. Unless you're watching, of course, the Mummers on New Year's Day, then you're sitting literally, literally <laughs> on your couch, staring at the TV and watching Dawn and Larry do their thing which by the way I, can i give people that host parades uh on television a lot of credit Oof. because there's I, and don you tell me if i'm wrong it seems to me and look we're in the business of filling time our, our job is to fill <laughs> six to ten ten to noon noon to three with words right like that's what we do is talk show hosts but it seems to me like there's a lot of time to fill i don't know who it was i thought it was you know who i thought was hosting the parade I thought that was Wayne Brady from Whose Line Is It Anyway? But it's not. Apparently, it's a guy that just looks like Wayne Brady. I'm like, hey, Kristen, isn't that Wayne Brady? And she's like, oh, my God, no, it's not Wayne Brady. <laughs> Who like, was it? I have no idea. I still don't know who it is. Keith, right. I think his name's Keith Frazier. I don't know. I don't okay. know who Keith Frazier is. But like, it seems to me, and we watched it for 15 minutes, there's a lot of downtime where you just have to like be very good on your feet or be well prepared with content and notes and you know some of the nuances of what you're seeing on the screen as it comes down the street because I'm like there's no way I could host a show like this. I would run out of things to say. That's oh, not true. Here comes the dragon balloon. It's big this year. <laughs> it's green. Look at that girl having a great time. What else do we talk about now? Yeah, I well usually they have rehearsals and they I know for the Mummers parade we already starting you know, we've already started into it. Where oh, really? We, yeah, where we have rehearsals and you go through and you see all of the all of the different acts, mm-hmm. and you usually have a a huge binder full of you know you have to know all the history and the background. Now, is this like a binder like Corinne Jean Pierre has, <laughs> or is this a different binder? <laughs> this is a but you know usually you have a lot of background information. Okay, but I just tweeted out actually the Mummers are in second place. They're saying vote for the. Uh, best parade because we're the we're the oldest most historic okay here in philadelphia the mummers parade mm-hmm. it's the oldest folk festival type parade but they're having a contest so right. i just uh please please vote vote now and vote often All right yeah as we do in philadelphia that's correct as the democrats <laughs> love to do vote early and vote often uh 855-839-1210 and then lastly um i saw this and this popped up on my feed uh literally on thursday morning Pro-Palestinian group arrested for gluing themselves to the Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade route and making it go around them. You know, I my thought on Thursday morning as I saw this develop was, why would you go around them? If you're, like, driving one of these floats, just run them the hell over. <laughs> just barrel through them like they don't even exist. These pe- what, Here's the other thing, too. We've seen the climate nut jobs do this, but now it's the pro-Palestinian protesters doing it as well. What is up with you gluing yourself to the pavement? I mean, do you the, not value your limbs? The, the photo that's up right now on a, a YouTube, you can see them with a giant sign, and uh, they're in front of the McDonald's. Uh, you know, yeah. So, so they so they messed up a corporate sponsor. Yeah, yeah. Glue yourself. Genocide <laughs> then. Genocide now. The banner says that's the worst part of the. Uh, that's the worst part of the the parade is all the corporate like and here's the jolly green giant from and here's mcdonald's here's, and here's Grimace. Yeah, exactly exactly it's a it's a little lame and next up we have the hamburglar and then oh and then now he's in front of one of the <laughs> floats so were they spontaneous were are you saying that they were a planned group or i thought they just scooched in there and no they, the- they were planned to have a so are, you're talking about the people that are actually walking with the banner that you're seeing right yeah, now? Yeah, the genocide. Okay. They were allowed to have that? I think I don't know if that was allowed or not, but the the planned part to me is now you see the actual individual that has himself glued to the street. There looks like some big turtle or some sea, cre- sea, sea, sea creature uh, dinosaur type inflatable behind him. And there's about five NYPD officers. And this guy is wearing like a white jumpsuit. And it looks like he's got like fake blood smeared on the white jumpsuit. And he's sitting, um, not Indian style, but sitting with his legs extended completely out. Yeah. And his hands are glued to the pavement. Like, 
Honest to God, I hope that guy loses three layers of skin off of his hands <laughs> once they find a way to pry him from the street. So uh, apparently arrests were made. No, 34. Uh, 34. So they, but how did those people get into that? I know, because you would assume right? there's a pretty uh, high security detail for something like the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, right? Yeah. There, though? I, I mean, I mean, I to know. run. In this day and age of people wanting to you know, cause violence and blow things up, I got to imagine there's NYPs well, I mean, on pretty high let's, alert. Wait, wait, hang on, hang on. Let's, let's be, I don't, I don't support what they did, but there was no violence. I mean, they, no, no. they were just, they were just acting like idiots and protesting as people are allowed to do in this country. I don't know. You don't see that in Philadelphia. I, I'm just saying that I don't understand how that, happened usually the parade it's pretty controlled the parade route and the fact that that group in those shirts with the banner got through and mm-hmm. on the parade route that's yeah. kind of well I, I, to I, me that's concerning I, I would just arrive at the conclusion of once again police told to stand down let yep. people do what they want to do and yep. only intervene when absolutely necessary where you have to basically jump in and start issuing arrests yes right yeah, so they finally, they did arrest 34 people that I see. Yeah, I don't see but anybody I think charged, right. though. Mm-hmm. These are probably your, your yeah. arrest citation and go on your and way. They're not. And yeah. again, to your point, they're they're just told that. Oh, yeah. just, you know, make a show of it. Mm-hmm. Lead them away. Yeah. And All then... right, did you get it out of your system? Okay, good. Have a great Thanksgiving. <laughs> good chat. Yeah, good chat. Good talk. 855-839-1210, the number. We'll come back. Kick off hour number two. Dawn's got some news. And also... The American dream, according to American voters, less attainable than ever before. We'll get to that as we continue. 7 o'clock hour next. Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. It's Kale and Company on demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. The sun is rising over Philadelphia, but I'm dreaming of, you know, sipping a little lemoncello, maybe a nice red wine. From my hotel balcony, think about this, picture this, savoring the sunset beyond the Isle of Capri. That's right. I'm taking you to the Amalfi Coast, Positano, Sorrento, and yes, Capri. Join me next spring as we discover the wonderful sights in southern Italy with our friends from Conservative Tours. Nobody does it better than Conservative Tours. So the Abbey of Monte Cassino, Pompeii, of course, we'll have plenty of time to see all the great ancient sites in Rome as well all while enjoying a gastronomical event for 12 incredible days of touring. Olive oil production, a mozzarella farm, and yes, the wineries. Tasting sessions. The group dining events they're known for are legendary. Just ask my friend Dom Giordano and his better half row. 5267, yes, it includes your airfare nonstop while supplies last. I can just smell the lemon lemon groves outside my hotel window in Sorrento. Can't wait for this. Don't miss out on this. Conservativetours.com. You can call as well, toll-free, 888-733-9494. Italy's best-kept secret, Puglia. Charming villages, unparalleled cuisine. You'll see why so many Italians, the locals, take their vacations in Puglia. So picturesque, unspoiled, and authentically Italian. Conservativetours.com. Conservativetours.com. Let's do this next spring. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings, 6 till 10. On Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.